Sentinel, St. Louis, Missouri, Washington, D.C., Colorado Springs, Colorado, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, Houston, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, Topeka, Kansas, Jackson, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Memphis, Tennessee, Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland, Scottsdale, Arizona, and Bedford, Louisiana, and also Hollywood, California, Detroit, Michigan, Kansas, Missouri, home for the National Football League Super Bowl Championship Chiefs. Welcome to the Night to Missouri, Chief Comrade for June the 6th, 2023. My name is Aaron Ford, your host and creator, along with Reverend Elder Allen Lounge, how you doing, Rick? Fine, fine. And how's the family? Fine. And how are you enjoying this weather? I love it. <laughs> and, uh, and also, Brother Scott, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm way too blessed to be distressed. Well, I know right now with your bike, okay, this, this is some good weather to be out and about. This is great weather to, to be out and about. I, I love this weather. Well, I love all the seasons we get here in St. Louis, okay, but... Uh, <laughs> you can get all the seasons in one day. Right, right now, we're in the 90s today. <laughs> and uh, we had 90s much, uh, most of the week. And uh, and that's this is really just this uh, of the spring. You know, and, uh, and, and right now we have a job, to be honest with you, but... Uh, but uh, Life is good. I tell you that they would say nice to have that type of weather to talk about because some places else is not as good as this. But also, I mean, we join it all with uh, Mr. Chucky Bowl the third. We are broadcasting live on Ferguson USA, hotcarrier.com. And also, matter of fact, you can get us um, live on, uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And also, uh, we broadcast from beautiful North County, North County, think it North County. North St. Louis City, and also from Guadalupe, Missouri. You can get us anywhere in the world, Brother Ira. Uh, <laughs> right now, we are all around the world, but right now, uh, we can be heard. Matter of fact, this program, it uh, uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, but also we can get, um, we, uh, you get our program on Spotify. And if you miss today's program, tell a friend about it. We'll be back on air again tomorrow at 1 o'clock. For one to three, and also on Wednesday for one to three. So again, uh, you know uh, that's how we get our listeners. So again, tell a friend about it, share somebody else. As a matter of fact, like share the prayers also. Uh, we about to get our prayers today, okay, for the Elder Allen Lounge, which is passing on Walnut Park. Now, Chapel Church is located at fifty-five, but it's on Union Avenue, that's in North St. Louis, sixty-one two zero zero. Traffic that is your GPS or your wall. And Elder Elder Loud, we have a, a good prayer for us today, along with a nice, nice message. There's also the prayers of Walnut Park, Bower Chapel Church. That's located in North St. Louis at 55, 40 something Avenue, 63 Montreal. The next one you hear will be that of Elder Elder Lyles, who is our spiritual leader for the Congress. And he's also the pastor of Walnut Park, Bower Chapel Church. Located in North St. Louis at 5547 Little Avenue, 6312, and that's in North Louis also. So, Reverend Elder Allen Lyles, what do you have for us today, sir? Let's bow our heads. Thank you, sir. Heavenly Father, we continue to thank you for a wonderful gospel. How did Christ die for our sin? Was buried and rose again. By continuing to believe it to the saving of the soul, 
continues to make heaven your home before you sleep and after you sleep. Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless the sick all over in the universe. You know what to do. We don't have to dictate to you. You already know what to do. You, by the fact, your work is already done and finished. We're just waiting on things to happen. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we know you can do everything but fail. We just thank you that you woke us up this morning. You didn't have to, but you did. And Heavenly Father, I said we have a wonderful fellowship with you today. And souls get saved before it's ever too late. And the Holy Spirit is the one that goes out and convicts spirits to be saved all over the universe when the gospel is preached. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Amen. Really, you can tell the truth today. Uh, it's, uh, it's all uh, around the world. I said that's where we can be heard. And the good part about it is, okay, we are allowed to bring the message. So today, uh, what, is, what, what you got for us, sir? The, the, the lesson is on dying, dying to sin. How do you die to sin? Oh my God. By what? By not practicing it. That's how you die to it, by not practicing hmm. it. But obey God, word. That's how you deny, that's how you die against sin. Hmm. And you do that every day. The less you sin, and the, the less you sin, and the more you read your Bible and study and practice God, what He told mm. you to do, you're seeing less instead of seeing more. Practical life of a believer. See, you have to practice this. This don't come. To, it ain't gonna just come to you. You got to practice this. And be obedient to God and trust God for everything. Oh, you got something to say? Go ahead. No, I was about to say, Rev, you know, the part about reading the Bible all the time, because really, sometimes we just, you know, when all this going on in the world, okay, we need something to kind of ground us, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? And try to give us some order. About what, what, what's going on in our lives, you know, in the idea of the lives, and the Bible does that for you. It, it kind of settles you down, am I right? Amen. See, the only way that a person is going to walk in the newness of life is mm -hmm. to obey God. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to do it but you be truthful and faithful, and you do like that song, say, I surrender all. Not some yeah. of the things of God, but all the things of God. That's why that's called mm -hmm. for I surrender all. And, and verse 1 said, in, in the 6th chapter of Romans, what mm -hmm. should we say then? Should we continue in sin? No. That grace may abound. Grace going to abound whether we sin or not. Grace always out there. It's mercy. It's the mercy of God. That's why grace and truth, when Jesus Christ brought in grace and truth. And man brought in sin. Satan and the demons and man brought in sin. God forbid. How should we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? See, when they say you're dead to the sin because you're not practicing it. 
more you not, that so many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Okay, when we when, when you believe the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you said, I believe I died like Christ. I was buried like Christ. I rose like Christ. I ascended on high like Christ into the heavens. See, and that's because that's when you die to sin when you do that. You go down in the water. If you don't believe that before you go in the water, you're still a wet devil going down in the water and coming back up. But if you believe that you that you died to sin and you're doing it for the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you're a saved person. Okay. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. See this this uh baptism is not talking about water, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ when we believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So before we go down in the water. Water don't save. And water don't even wash away blood. Because when Cain killed Abel, it was a stain on the ground. And the water and all that on earth, but God saw the stain where the blood was. The water can't wash yeah. it mm-hmm. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism in, into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For yeah. if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. See, our beginning with God is that we die from sin. That's our beginning. Your beginning with God is the fear of wisdom and knowledge. And you stick you take it on that you're not gonna you're not gonna sin anymore. And you won't sin anymore when you walk in the newness of life by believing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and following his word and obeying him. And you can do this because God is the one that's working in you. When God is in you, you can't do no sin. But you do the sin, but not God. Because God don't dwell in unclean temple. Okay. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. See, you must kill that old man. Daily. That's a daily occupation. Kill it. That's dying to sin, killing the old man and putting on Christ and his righteousness. Amen. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Jesus already died for the sins of the world on Calvary's cross. The work was finished, and then you're going to continue in sin? God forbid. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, died no more. That's why I say, I ain't going to die no more. (laughs) Because heaven is my home. (laughs) I'm going to sleep. 
I go to sleep. <laughs> Death had no more dominion over him. That's not about me. <laughs> That's applying to me and you out there in the universe. Well, you know, you know, real one of the things that came that uh, while you were uh, in, in in the Vietnam War, you faced a lot of death every day. I mean, because there were bullets flying all around you, and you were going going you know, where, where, where the people needed you the most. There was you saving their lives, okay? After they been shot, and blown up, and then you come home, real, and continue the same thing against the same rules, okay? In the deadest of streets, you went in where police could not, could not go, okay? And risking your life. So you right now, you know, you're not afraid of death. Amen. You were definitely having time and time again. And you didn't catch. See, Ira, that's, that's God made me. See, God made me fishers of men a different way than the way that the disciples went out there. Yeah. See, in this day yeah. and time, he made me a fishers of men. By, you know, uh, I'm never a stranger to nobody. I can meet mm-hmm. people and never know them, never seen them, and get along with them. Amen. Because that's my makeup by God that God gave me for His purposes mm-hmm. to serve Him. Mm-hmm. And it go on to say, for in that He died, He died unto sin once, but in that He liveth. He liveth unto God. That's what I'm doing. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lusts thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but ye yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin should not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under the grace. What then? Should we sin? No, because we are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Amen. In the end, made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, whereas ye have yielded your members' service to uncleanliness and to iniquity unto iniquity. Even so now, yield your members' service to righteousness unto holiness. But when yeah, we have Okay, now when you use the word members, okay, what do you what do you describe? Break that down a bit more for your members. Your members in the body. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your old the old nature. Don't let the old nature control you. 
See, the old nature has desire, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Don't you follow that. You walk in the newness of life. You walk by faith and not by sight. This is on a spiritual basis. Mm-hmm. When you deal with God, you deal with him with spirit and truth. See, uh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the body, and the pride of life is dealing with the flesh, the fleshly mind and intelligence. See, Adam had intelligence when he was created. He had intelligence, but he named all the animals. He had wisdom and knowledge. That fleshly mind intelligence is, it can't even come up above to what God has, has planned for you. See, that intelligence, it was already in there. That's why God knew he was going to sin. Because it was already in him. Because it was in the intelligence is something that goes against God. The flesh of man think it knows and it don't know nothing. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why, they, that's why we have all this chaos out here in the universe. They coming through with intelligence and education and they still ain't solve nothing. For real, I know some of the most educated people in the world, okay, don't have common sense. It is made free from sin and become servants of God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, the real one of the things that uh, that uh, that that uh, I can get from this that you know too many times you know like right now maybe someone is artificial intelligence you know and it's out there but but without all the technology is there okay but it has no feelings it has no understanding to it. And that's the thing, okay, that, that's it, that, that we as people, individuals, all individuals, okay, we really different in the world. You know, and, and that's what makes the world go around. And, and I think right now you say it's that, 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 and that's the sin, that as you, you get it baptized and you learn more and more about the Bible, okay, and it's teachings, and what is actually going on in real life, okay, and I'll read the next up next week about that. <laughs> the how okay. to I'll read that next week. Okay, I want to hear him again. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now we're not Uh, please stand by while we get uh, Mr. Ira and Mr. Uh, and Reverend Wiles on the line.
that uh, I can, like you said, so look, the late Fred Price here is so beautiful in the Bible. You walk by faith, not by sight. Because, you know, uh, at nighttime, you go some places where else, I mean, you have, it's so dark, you cannot, you cannot see where your hands go. Amen. You know, and you got to rely on, you know, on, your, on what God gives you to survive. And that's what we are right now. But see, when God tells us to walk by faith and not by sight, He telling us to depend on Him. Amen. See, he tell, that's how you walk in the newness of life and die to sin by depending on Him and not following what you've been following ever since you've been in this universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you have to, have to change the way you do, the way you, the way you handle yourself, the way you live. You got to put off yeah. that old man. Well, we're going to put on that old man, okay? We want to thank you so much, okay, for just kind of taking us to a, 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 new, a, a new way of looking at life that's been around for a long time. Under the sun, there's nothing new, okay? But we just got to understand how it applies to us. So we want to thank you again for that. You say you want to sit somewhere? No. I didn't say to go ahead. Okay, so I want to thank you again, okay, for an uh, excellent message, okay? And also, Amen. uh, you can keep track for real, we reading, okay? That's from uh, the book of Romans, uh, in, in you know, the King James Version, chapter 6. You know, so, but, uh, we want to thank you so much. And, uh, my name is Ira, folks. I'm the host with Lola Scott. I'm engineer and president of, uh, owner of the USA Hotel That's right. And that's the other I've allowed. And then those guys take it out of here. That's what you do right here in Hamburg. To lunch with the material commerce on a beautiful series, and you're hot, it's hot, hot, hot series. But uh, and we said things are going crazy in the world as not allow real. We just talked about in the Bible there, and it's every week. You know, uh, we in, 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 our, in the United States have experienced uh, over the years uh, uh, wildfire on the West Coast. We have in Arizona, we have in Colorado, we have in California. But right now, if it's Canada, they have been having a, a, a wild fires, okay, that's been going on for weeks at a time now. And matter of fact, they call it one of the largest wildfires in the history of the lower coast because these fires have been spraying up, you know, uh, one of the things that Canada has, okay, it has more, 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 no more, no more uh, vegetation, you know, trees that, that we have out in certain places. And so right now, there's a drought going on in our area right now. This is literally having once one of the worst fires in their entire history. And so like the Bible says, you be hearing the wars and fires and stuff like that. Just because you don't read about it in our country, it doesn't mean that it's not going on some big in the world. 
And so we got to keep keep cognizant of the fact that we need to know what's going on around us. So please, right now, please let our Canadian family members. We all we all we all from the same family. We know you know we all from the same God. So pray for them right now. And big brothers have always had. But right now, the, the most urgent prayer we need right now is for the country of India. Uh, India, immigration is one of the largest countries in the world right now. Uh, they just, uh, you know, uh, their sisters just said they are larger than in China right now. China has been the largest country in the world for many, many years. But uh, India has now become the largest, most populous country in, in the world. Unfortunately, they are having some hard, a very serious problem now. Uh, they now have just had a train crash that took place not long ago. Uh, and right now, the head count, uh, I mean, the body count, I should say, is over 300 people that have died out and been found dead already. And what happened was you had two trains that actually was on separate tracks and actually kind of crashed and keep, no, 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 actually uh, crashed to each other, nothing caused off the, off, off the track. And in doing that, it is a whole train wreck like no other train wrecks we've ever seen before. And we all know now these trains get longer and longer and longer and longer. You got more people traveling by train, you know, uh, which is a real ride on the train myself. And also, we have more freight traveling by train. So these trains are longer than ever before, more powerful than diesels now. And so, uh, so what happened here? This one train had, 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 had a crash, and the debris that flew from that one train, they were passing, hit the other train. And so that is what has created a humongous train crash in India. So we ask you now, okay, to send up your prayers for our people there. Most recently, uh, the National National Congress was on the delegation uh, in here, and so we have well, with the country in India right now, and we'll be, you know, be more involved as we pray for them. So right now, that we do this, please, please, go keep them in your prayers, you know. And uh, this is something that you're going to hear more about in, in the, as the day goes on, and it's not at all what you want to call it your situation. And also, uh, yeah. in India, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. You you know what make those uh. Those uh, accidents that happen all over the universe. Anybody who sure. know what makes what what causes those accidents? No, well, well, right now you know, nobody have no solution, do they? Well, right now, uh, right now, uh, no one knows what happened. Now, this is all right now. As a matter of fact, it's still removing people you know, to enter over that there were thousand people that got hospitalized already, you know, and they're still now, uh, matter of fact, you have to be in Israel, the president of India is already on the scene within hours of this train crash. So that means that the president don't come in late on the day or so, okay, but he's, he's there today, you know, and, and they're probably getting get to the bottom of this history to find out what happened here. But the fact we all know right now, over a few young people have now lost their lives. But, so, but and, you know, I, hey, I, I know the answer to that. That's why I'm asking the question. Why do we, because I know the answer to it is that it's by 
It's done because of Satan and his demons. They are invisible spirits that's causing to hurt all mankind. They came here to kill and destroy. And that's all governed by Satan and his demons. And they're invisible spirits. That's why we need God, because God tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. See, you can't yeah. see this day, but God can see everything. But we can't. Yeah. So that's right why now, you, right. as a, a Christian, you walk by faith and not by sight. And God keeps you out of harm's way. See, we got to get on away from it. It's God that's protecting us. Even the saved and the unsaved, God is protecting both of them, and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, you know, uh, all these shooters, this, you know, the fires you know, up in Canada, uh, we're not getting in the depth holes up there, but just you can imagine how they're feeling, how we were feeling when we had fires here. You know, in kind of on, on the West Coast, and now we, you know, they got it up there in Canada, like I said, we fires around the world, and, and the train crash is not exactly... Uh, uh, something that they don't have the slightest idea right now. The devil's always busy and he's showing up all over the places, okay? But we're going to ask you people to please pay for that. Now, in our country, uh, this has been a very interesting week. And the scene that the world was speaking uh, for the last couple of months now, we've been talking about the, the dead limit, the dead ceiling, no, there's going to be a crash, no. Uh, our country's going to default wealth. Last night, uh, you know, and we and, and, and we had people like uh, the Republican Party, uh, Kevin McCarthy, and some of members of the party of Congress saying that we were going to have a default for the first time in 247 years. And this was like, you know, uh, you know the Republicans and Democrats. You know, so that's so that's very, very much not seeing how the country works, okay? But well, thanks to our president, uh, Joe Biden. Uh, that that they, they, uh, they, uh, been uh, taken care of. Uh, and last night, uh, he made his first over over office address to the nation. Last night, and that all is well. And he says all is well. That we had a we had a, a vote okay. And this in, in the house, in the house of representatives, we had over 314 people who voted. For a nonpartisan bill, that means that Democrats lost something, Democrats lost something. But we got a compromise, and the government worked together. And we had over 314 voted in favor, another 17 voted no. But at the end of the day, we're going to have a problem like this again. You know, uh, because like, you know, this was some something that was put together you know, a political game. But thank God that, uh, they said, it's not going to happen. And, and the good part about it is all the programs that we got last year, uh, when, uh, when we started the year, or the presidential year, as in fact, you got in, in the middle of a pandemic. You know, we were, you know people were dying all, all around the country. And uh, nobody knew, um, but he came in with a plan. And then once you know, that took place, uh, we came with an infrastructure program that got through Congress that uh, put money in you know, people's pockets. You know, people forgot about that. Okay, we all got checked in the mail uh, that gave us money to you know, uh, get, uh, buy homes, buy cars, buy food for your family. 
And also, that's the, the image you come back from the pandemic. And in doing that right now, we have some of the lowest, 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 uh, you know, job numbers, you know, uh, you know, uh, for, for, for people in our, in our, our, our country. And we have uh, unemployment rates that, that was been this low, in, you know, since back in the 50s, the 60s. You know, you know, the unemployment rate is now down to 3.7. You know, and, 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 and this is meaning that there are jobs, there are opportunities all over our country. And those are the things that we look at now that we have peace in our country uh, for the first time in, like, I think it's a couple of years now, Everyone has like peace about themselves now. They can think about other things, you know, they're not all tense, you know, and, and, and they can look at what else going what else going on in their lives. You know, and that's a good thing. So so right now, uh, we're not talking about the uh you know, the uh sitting in the house and they're gonna get, get things done. You know, the bill was signed uh today and that means that uh there are three six or three senators who voted in favor of it. And you know, there is a yes. And you know, and, and if you're not moving the politics, politics, when you get a vote like that, okay, that means everyone has to change together, more together. And that's what you know, what our Congress and our Senate is all about. Working together. All our people, we have a common cause. And that was, you know, to take care of our needs for our country. And that is the end of And also, uh, one of the things that, uh, I came about this week, uh, you know, we talk about the you know, population. Well, our census, you know, uh, census back in 2020 census, you know, uh, the thing that was collected back then, there were delays, there was you know, adjustments being made. Well, right now, uh, when we call the, the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic, so the down that probably be released, okay, has been put back another two years. And so right now, as we try to be back on track for the pandemic, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, people forget about what happened during the pandemic, okay? But we still right now are coming out of one of the most disastrous under year of the things that happened out in our country, where people, you know, thousands of people lost their, oh, oh my gosh, oh, many people lost their lives. And there wasn't just, like, you know, all, all, all nationalities, and right now, uh, as we talk about the COVID-19, where I go with, I know you do too, I still wear my face mask. Because a lot of people right now are still catching the COVID. I mean, everybody didn't get vaccinated. I know here in Missouri, okay, we one of the least vaccinated states in the country. Uh, so I'm not taking any chance at my age, you know, I still wear my face mask. You know, and I'm, you know, getting out more, but right now I'm praying as I go, you know, so again, Thank God that we are now, uh, the tension has been relieved, and, uh, and, and it's kind of funny. This time of year, you know, for years, the uh, presidential elections take place, and uh, normally, uh, in our, you would also have the Democrats and Republicans both have it, you know, candidates there, you know, uh, you know right now, jacking for votes. And our is like, uh, and it's up to full bloom right now. We have about three or four candidates, uh, like, uh, 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 that's in the state right now. Tim Scott, uh, Mr. Santee, Governor Santee, as you say, uh, uh, Mike, 
former president, Vice President Mike Pence, you know, and I mean, there's probably about eight people right now who would declare themselves that candidate. And so now they're all in power right now, all over the state. And but now you should, there's no Democrats there. Because what the Democrats did was remove themselves from having primaries, you know, for the primaries for the kickoff of uh, South Carolina. Know, which which is you know, which uh, will be the first state you know this year for us to have to have our primary and so so right now that's why you don't hear a lot of black black, black Democrats right now they're just in and out it's all Republicans right now and uh, we will see how that's going to play out and right now again as this campaign uh, go for nomination uh, there's a lot a lot of a lot of events you know, talked around and taking place uh, you know. Uh, you know, and, but the one thing that uh, is being forgotten again here is every day, and I can use here in St. Louis, and in most cities, most towns around the country, somebody is being killed with guns. Uh, this past week, uh, down in Hollywood, Florida, uh, you know, uh, some, there was another shooting down there, another mass shooting. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, you don't hear about these uh, mass shootings, okay, but here in St. Louis, another little kid has lost his life. And that was because in the house that, when you lived that, there was a man that lived in the house there, he found that the pistol the kid did, okay, like kids would do. You know, we always, you know, curious as kids. And anyway, the gun was not safely locked away. And this man right now, like this, uh, been turned upside down. He's now in jail. And I found the person that he had was, was, was uh, you know, stolen. And but these are the type of things now that we need to talk about gun control all around the country. In every state, you have so people losing their lives. Uh, you know, uh, and like now, most of the ever, we get a little kids be losing their lives. I think we have at least 47 kids to shoot, okay, with kids. Well, the kids, real, you're sitting us alone. See, see, they, they, they talk about gun control. It, it, it's not the guns, it's the people. Thank you, sir. It's the people that's doing the danger. The guns can't do nothing unless the person behind them is evil. You know, right now, real, that this is a kid lost his life, okay? Uh, there was no reason for it. Uh, you know, the, the guns should have been in the house. You know, and, uh, and and this is what we have to deal with. So right now, I'm asking people, no matter where you are, continue to uh, call your senators, your congressmen, and your uh, your, your uh, state senators and state you know, rep, you know, representatives, and your mayors and your council people. Try to get some type of gun control for our young people, not for yourself, but for our young people, please. That's what I'm kind of, that's my piece of you today. And we're gonna hear this over and over again, okay, because this needs to be addressed at some point. And also, uh, the Justice Department continues to commit the people that were involved in the January uh, uh, 6th insurrection uh, in the overthrow of government. So far, uh, you know, uh, 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 over uh, 400 people have, uh, have been convicted who are serving time. And they still continue you know, to more than to be convicted. And, and, and you know, and the bad part about this that they all have the same story, okay? And as the 
prosecuted, uh, special prosecutor, you know, looking into this, uh, in this continued point more to the White House and, uh, and former president, uh, Donald Trump said, I'll follow my president. So, but anyway, so, so as they go up the tree right now, most recently, one man of an old people was eight, got 18 years in prison. And right now, uh, we, uh, somebody just got four years, that's this week, okay? But, and also, uh, we got to keep an eye on the ball that's going on down here in, in, in Atlanta, Georgia. But the prosecutor attorney, um, Willis's team will begin her trial, you know, going, going to court in August. Now, this may be, uh, she may be found a RICO charge. And RICO charge, that means, uh, that means a racketeer, influence, and corrupt organization act. That is a federal law that harass, that harass for extended criminal activities. Penalties and any cause or action of acts on this part of the ongoing criminal organization. And what this happened is stems from that what happened uh, during the, during the uh, after the presidential uh, president election was that uh, there were false uh, electors being elected from different states. Well, this is kind of coming to a uh, interstate racketeering situation. That's why that RICO Act coming in. So that's maybe where she's going. And also, uh, President Donald Trump is playing, watching, wait as they as Malago, 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 uh, his state, uh, where the documents that were for me turned in or not turned in, that's going back and forth. And also, uh, this is getting closer and closer. But the one thing that we all need to concern ourselves with here in St. Louis City, uh, we have a uh, today we got a very good event taking place for the first time in Foster River in Illinois. Well, it's called the Illinois 300. Why is this real for Right now, over 57,000 people are in the grandstand, and this is in the race that has been bought to the St. Louis area. Now, what this does, St. Louis, as uh, uh, you understand what's going on in St. Louis, we have now have uh, this race coming. No, this is second year they're doing this. And right now it's called Illinois 300. And we also uh, have some uh, black races uh, uh, involved with this. And we're so happy to say that uh, that this is the thing that is good for all people. We're getting a good feeling, okay? And also it's being, being an economic note and empowerment to the state, Missouri and Illinois. And you people come to town, they're all spending money. You know, you have people right now, you have 120-something, uh, uh, thousand campsites but people got their mobile homes there and so in the tailgate this is all good this is this is all good for the summertime for people feeling good about themselves and also here in St. Louis again and you hear about what's going on here you know in our city St. Louis you know is a rare city in that all of our sport venues that we have are located downtown we just got a soccer stadium we got a football stadium downtown we got a baseball stadium downtown, okay? And we also get the arts downtown. We also have, you know, the opera house downtown, you know, in Midtown. But the same with the city, okay, you have, uh, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, some of the number one attractions in the world, like a zoo, is always coming in at the top. And also we got, you know, our, our Charles Gardens. You know, all this historical stuff, okay, that people come to St. Louis for. And so right now, as we don't, we ask them why, uh, you know, are we having crime problems? 
wild black on black kind taking place? Well, and they could, and, and this is real simple. And as this takes place, blacks right now are leaving the city of St. Louis droves. You can't imagine and they kill people each other like crazy. And so that now, okay, uh, sports that we have in St. Louis is bringing people together. And, and when people go to sporting events, I'm talking about this, you don't know it's 300 right now. That's good, good for good for everybody. I mean, they're just good for everybody. Everyone's in a happy mood. I mean, and they're not, I'm not doing that. We're probably going to go that way. It's no, when it comes to races, you know, you've been to a racing event, uh, they don't have a good time. You know, and right now, uh, this is the second, second, uh, second year of this event, you know, 300. And, uh, and like, like I said, they got a, a beautiful track there. Uh, and again, uh, this was about, about one man decided that he wants to invest in his community. In the same way our soccer stadium that we just built in St. Louis, we built with private funds. You know, and that's, and that's being, you know, uh, professional soccer in St. Louis. I mean, so he needs to type of events and things that are taking place with us here that, that we need to have take place. That's taking place that's going to make a difference in our community. And also, one of the things that does here is you know, it's creating good jobs. Like you said, everyone that wants to work right now can get a job. Anybody that, that, that's, that, that's uh, uh, you know, the hospital right now, just this, this past week, we had a large merger of one of the largest hospitals in the St. Louis. And it was uh, going to this, uh, this hospital system because BJC. But they just merged with the hospital system, the only one in Kansas City, and looked up there. And what that's going to do is that's going to provide chair. And one of the things that they don't talk about a lot, that, uh, that, that this is bill that just was signed, it preserves uh, health care for a lot of people. I mean, and that's the one thing that we all you know, need right now as you get older or you get younger. You know, you got to go to the hospital someplace. You know, and when you do, you gotta have you gotta have nurses, you gotta have doctors, and so right now, hospitals right now, especially in Missouri, uh, you know we uh, we have so many rural hospitals that are closed down, and you know and that's not good. So we still the people are still getting sick. You gotta have some place to go, and so right now, you know, uh, as we talk about you know crime, we talk about this. We also think about this also. We talk about uh, we talk about you know the weather and stuff that's going on. Uh, well, right now we're about to go into the hurricane season. You know what I'm saying? And and that's gonna be very dramatic for a lot of people. And we gotta look around ourselves and just kind of look around ourselves right now. And right now we are few months feeling good right now, getting the feeling that way. And, and right now my name is our folks. Uh, that's Scott. That's real. This is not just the direction of commerce for a beautiful charity. Where you are. Uh, we can hear it faith or you seen that or here on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Well no, gotta get out of here. Amen.
good afternoon again, St. Louis, Missouri, and around the world, especially uh, in the Nashville area in Tennessee. And um, we are happy to have uh, a guest again that's um, uh, Mr. Ron Wynn. And sometimes, as I said earlier, so much going on in, you know, in, in the news that we don't understand. I'm talking about stuff that's, that's pretty to us as our people. And one of the things that took place with the killings and the mass murders which took place down in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, a couple of months ago. And as a, as a refresher, um, a young lady came, came to a private school and killed, um, how, many, how many people did she kill down there? There's seven people. Okay, well, that's my devotion and Mr. Ron Wynn, okay, and uh, he's from Nashville. And he also, Ron is uh, our guest today, he's been with us before, and he's with us again to kind of let the people know that in Nashville, uh, a lot is taking place, but right now, Ron, tell us a little bit about who Ron Wynn is, so we can get more to the program. Okay, well, among other things, I am a... Uh contributor to the natural scene and I'm the uh, entertainment and sports editor of the Tennessee Tribune which is the largest black newspaper in Tennessee okay so right now Ron I'm sure we get into what's going on in Nashville what are the headlines this week for your newspaper okay well yesterday afternoon at Fisk uh, Justin Jones had a rally and um Bernie Sanders was a special guest. Okay, and they let's okay. Let's see okay. let's see what's okay. Uh, uh, Justin, there are two Justins over here, okay, but I was about to talk about how we got there. There was we made his children at that school where several people lost their lives. And right. and so the demonstra- demonstrations uh were taking place. And in, in this, okay, uh, uh, one of the, uh, no, two of the, uh, three of us, I should say, uh, uh, members of the Senate in, in, uh, in Nashville, we have also had to be the state capitol, the city of Tennessee. Uh, they were protesting outside the capitol, next they came inside the capitol. And so in doing that, the rally uh, kind of went onto the floor. And three of the uh, members of the House of Representatives uh, were, were not to be, uh, you know, uh, evicted, okay, for lack of a better description, okay, from their seat in the House of Representatives, okay, and it's just so turned out as it was that the uh, composition of it was, these are all three Democrats, uh, two black and one white, and, uh, and, the, uh, and the, the, the House itself is made up of Republicans, and so they decided that they want them to go. And so right there, I come back to Ron again. He goes there, Ron. Okay, all right. Well, let me give you a little backstory. First of all, prior to the expulsions and prior to the demonstrations, all right, both Justin Jones of Nashville and Justin Pearson of Memphis had attempted to get uh, gun control legislation out of committees. And they could not even get them out of committees. So that that's the reason that they joined the, the demonstrators outside and then later inside is because they previously were not getting any attention 
or any uh, even 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 being heard by the main Republicans uh, in the House. But because they uh, joined the demonstrators and they came into the well in the in the uh, legislature, they were expelled. Now uh, both of them have since now initially they tried to expel all three. Gloria Johnson of Knoxville was the third one. But when they had the vote, she was not, they did not vote to expel her. She, she stayed safe by one vote. The other two were expelled. Now they have since been returned temporarily into their seats because of interim elections. And then the general elections are in August. And, and of course, both of them are expected to win in the general election and they'll be reseated for full terms after that. And, and, and also, uh, what's so important about this, okay, Knoxville, Memphis, and, uh, and uh, uh, Nashville, Memphis, and Knoxville are three of the largest cities in the state of Tennessee. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And you have Nashville as the capital, you have Memphis, Knoxville, and Chattanooga. Those are like the four largest cities in uh, the state of Tennessee. Okay, now, and, and also, just for people listening to the show, this is not all black folks that are demonstrating, okay? Because in the college, there's a half the school that was that the students took place at, okay? There's too much of a, a white private school, and most of the demonstrators out there were demonstrating were mostly white young people, okay? Young kids that were demonstrating. So, I mean, and so, and so this was, these were two black students, or this, and Ms. Johnson also was, you know, involved. And so, so between the three of them, okay? They represent the district, you know, one of the four largest cities in the state of Tennessee. And so, right. this comprised of the majority, okay, of the Tennessee people, where, where, where the cities are okay, that, that actually make money and, and, and generate some money for the state. Am I right? That's correct. That's correct. And one other thing, the governor of the state, Bill Lee, prior to this shooting, okay, had been very much anti do anything. In fact, he was the one who helped push through the, the law that has made Tennessee a permitless state where you don't have to have a permit to carry a concealed weapon. But one of the people who was killed in the school shooting was a friend of his wife's. So as a result of that, he has now reversed course and is pushing for... Now, he doesn't want to call it a red flag law because Republicans don't like that term. But that's basically what he's calling for. He's calling for uh, expanded checks, expanded background checks for anybody wanting to purchase a gun. And he tried to get that law passed in the in the legislature, and they wouldn't even bring it up for a vote. So after the session ended, he called for a special session on public safety. And that's what they're going to have in August. A special session just on public safety. That's the only thing that's going to be on the agenda for that special session is public safety. Okay, now in the, in the meantime, okay, uh, uh, the two justices, okay, that we came superstars and Democratic Party, and they both, all three of them were invited to the White House. That's and correct, that, yes. And along with my friend Kamala Harris, and you know, and uh, and, and what has happened here. Around the country, we're finding, including Missouri here, okay, 
we have uh, a governor that's Republican in the House and Senate that's you no know, majority there. And so there are a lot of laws right now that are taking place that people right now are not exactly in favor of. And a lot of places, I know here in Missouri, uh, uh, our, our state and Senate don't refuse to pass certain laws, okay? Because of certain things, and like one of the things that's taking place here, abortion would be on the constitution. And also, they're going to be voting also for those that are beginning gambling into Missouri. Uh, and that's you know, and that's now this is kind of interesting because like you know, we have football teams in, in Missouri that we have all sports in Missouri and other and we probably the only states in the country will get all these teams that they can't gamble and, and so right now you know, so this so right now sometimes I say let's make us do things personally you know that's that's self-serving and I know it's likewise in Tennessee something they're doing that is self-serving. But that's how the doubt comes to the light. Am I right, right, Ryan? Uh, you're correct, Errol, about that. Yes, in yeah. Tennessee, for a long time, opposed uh, sports betting. But it's now legal, you know, and uh, FanDuel and Bet MGM and all, everybody is set up here in state. And sports sports betting is bringing in a bunch of money uh, i mean the titans are here and the predators are here so there's a lot of money and also of course uh, for years and years and years they fought the lottery but the lottery's here now so gambling is a big part of uh the, the tennessee economy now sports sports betting is a big part of that you know so it's interesting that missouri has not doesn't have that i find that i do find that uh Interesting. Yeah. Well, Ron, Ron, the reason that uh, that it's kind of it's not funny, but there's uh, there's uh, two companies, okay, that have uh, have machines like, like machines in in in, 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 in bars and lounges and service stations, uh, and that, that people can gamble on those machines. And mm-hmm. so that, that, that company is against, against you know, the debt, you know, okay, because they mean they will have to be regulated. And so, and so because of that, you know, this lobbyist here, okay, is, is controlling the, the Senate there, and which is Republican proof, okay, and for the last couple of years, okay, they have refused, refused, okay, refused, okay. They you know, put bed in, so like the baseball team, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City, okay, the hockey teams here. And you might, you might, I got both soccer team, we had the Kansas City and St. Louis. They're both right now working together to put it, to put it on the ballot, okay, to go before the people. Okay, all right. All right. So I think this had next year, we will have better. Okay, all right, all right. Well, since we're, while we're talking about sports issues, one of the other big issues in the state in Tennessee is uh, the pending possible suspension of John Morant from the Grizzlies. And uh, the word out is that... Okay, John Morant is like a, is, is a star guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. And 
He has made two, he's, uh, on two occasions, he's made videos in which he's been shown holding a gun. All right, the first time he was suspended for eight games. Now, he was hurt at the time. And so the commissioner backdated the suspension, gave him eight games. All right. At the end of that suspension, he, he went on TV. He did a big interview with uh, Jalen Rose on ESPN. Went down to Miami for counseling. And supposedly everybody saw everything was okay. <laughs> okay. A few weeks ago, here comes a second video of him riding in a car with some of his friends and once again holding a gun. Okay. The Grizzlies, once that video came out, the Grizzlies suspended him from all the activities. All right. Thursday, at the start of the NBA Finals, they asked uh, Adam Silver, what was the league going to do? And he said... And Silver Silver is is the commissioner... Commissioner of the NBA. Okay, okay. And he said the league is not going to make a ruling on it until after the Finals, because they don't want to take attention away from the Finals. But he added that they have now have additional information, which they are factoring into the decision. Okay. So what many people think that means is that they're going to really drop the hammer on him really, really hard, like at least half a season suspension, maybe a full season suspension, which would be one of the heaviest, if not the heaviest suspensions in the history of the NBA. Can I ask you a question, okay? Uh, sure. This man, this, this man, uh, uh, young man, I should say. Yes, he is. 23 years old. He's 23 years old. Uh, he's a superstar in the league, making millions of dollars. He signed a new, a new $200 million contract that goes that was supposed to go into effect in September if they don't avoid it. Yes. How much? Uh, he signed a multi-year deal. I think the total of the deal, and now you never know if these figures are true or not, but supposedly the deal is supposed to be for a total of $209 million over the course of the deal. Jeez. And, and right now, he's about to throw away all that money. Yeah, and that was just the contract with the Grizzlies. He also has signed endorsement deals with Powerade and with... Uh, Nike, and both of those have been temporarily suspended because of all of this flap with the with the uh, videos and stuff. Mm. And he's also got a young daughter too. He's got a he's got a, he's got, a, he's got a baby girl. So it's just a bad mess all the way around. And and the thing is, the people, everybody that knows him, they all say he's a, he that he's a very personable young man, but they don't understand the. The, why he would do that twice, especially when he got off of sky. He got off pretty sky free the first time, but he's looking yeah, at he, losing he, a he, bunch he, of money now. Eight yeah. games, yeah. And see, the commissioner took a lot of heat, heat the first time. People were saying, "Well, he let him off too easy." Blah 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 blah. So now they're pressuring Adam Silver to really come down hard on him. You know, right now, okay, we're talking about guns, okay. Uh, this guy is, is a superstar in the community. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, all these deals that he got, okay, people look up to him, especially the young people. 
And yeah. for him, I guess sometimes, you know, uh, Ron, this tells a story, okay, sometimes your friends get you in trouble. You know, when people give you compliments, sometimes you gotta let the free your friends hurry up. I'm right here, hurry up. Sometimes your friends and your family members give you your worst enemy. In this particular instance, all right, he's already gotten into trouble before. There was a situation in Indiana where a friend of his, part of his, I guess one of his buddies that was at the game got into a fight with an usher in, in uh, the arena. So, I mean, there's just, and you know, these sports leagues, they all have their own security forces. Mostly, right. usually consisting of ex FBI and mm-hmm. police. So they've well, been I know one of my good friends who came back and came to the world of our chamber. Uh, uh, he, you know, he's been called that security force. They formed, you know, FBI agents and, you know, fellow officials, okay, that specialize, you know, in making sure that these kids, you know, young people, you know, mainly the players are protected. And, you know, one way to one, okay, not just from, you know, from, uh, you know, you know, for their lives, okay, but, you know, for their, for their reputation, for their reputation. Right, right. Now, so they've been digging into his background activities ever since all of this stuff started. And that's the stuff that Silver is saying, that that's the additional information. So people are hoping that they don't, suspend him for 40 games but that's what it's looking like and that's that and you know just from a competitive standpoint that takes the Grizzlies best player off the court for half the season if he doesn't do that wow so it's just a, it's just a bad it's just a, a really bad situation and and the Grizzlies right now competitively are the best team in the state from a standpoint of actual success. They finished second in the Western Conference the last two years. Now, they didn't do well in the playoffs, but they finished second in the Western Conference. The Predators didn't make the playoffs, neither did the Titans. So there's a lot more attention focused on the Grizzlies right now, which is which means that this Moran situation is getting way more attention than it might get otherwise. And, that, and that's just too bad. Well, and, that, and see, you know, that's one of the things, you know, people not even talking about that. You know, this is the news, okay, that's going on, that that's affected our community, especially, okay, and this is, it comes to, this again, okay, coming down to, you know, to, to the importance, okay, of not having guns on display. Because right. I mean, the, the NBA, like most of these right now, are, you know, anti-gun. You know, yeah, and... and yeah, and then Memphis, it doesn't help that we're talking about Memphis, a city that's in the top 10 in the nation in homicides, and is actually, in terms of percentage of murders per population, is in the top five. So that's not the image that the Grizzlies want to project uh, as, as their best player doing videos where he's holding a gun. I mean, that's just... <laughs> You know, uh, when we talk about Memphis, okay, uh, we, 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 we'll be remiss if we didn't talk about what's going on with Memphis, okay, and the uh, police beating of this young man. Yes. You know, yes. savage beating of this young man. So what is going on with that down in,
Right now, it's, well, I won't say it's in limbo, but what's happened is, okay, the officers were, of course, fired from the police department. Most of them were up on charges, but the, the case has not come before court yet. It's due to come up in a few weeks. The actual, the actual criminal proceedings are due to start in a few weeks. And uh, there are multiple charges that are pending against uh, several of the officers. And part of what's held it up is that uh, there's been a legal challenge made to releasing uh, some of the video information to the public. Well, I think one, one, one of the things that they're having, you know, they had a, a new police chief, okay, and, and I commend her, we all do it, that she right away, she did not kind of hold back the footage, okay, you know, uh, what, uh, what took place. Right. You know, and, and, and she also, she took action right away also, uh, you know, to find the, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, uh, the officers that, you know, that were identified, you know, uh, in the squad. Matter of fact, uh, this that's a million people up to date. I think the squad was called the Squadron, the you know, Scorpions, if memory the right. You know, they were just banded all together, am I right? That's correct. Yeah, the Scorpions, Scorpion Special Unit has been disbanded. You know, now, I guess one of the unfortunate a byproduct of this is that this woman is very likely down the line going to lose her job. I mean, right now, she has not been fired as of yet, but it's hard for me to, to, to envision a situation in which at some point she's not going to lose her job because it happened on her watch. Okay, well, well, uh, well, uh, well, I think, uh, that, that's something that's been somewhat like a hereditary situation in Memphis for years. And that she came in and was actually cleaning up, just cleaning up okay. Oh, no, she has done a great job. But it's just that, you know, that's how many people view it, is the special squadron was her idea. She was in charge. This happened while she was in charge. So it's her fault. Now, I don't, I don't agree with any of that. I'm just saying that that's what you hear. You hear that said in many places that that's what's well, going to be the eventual result of this well, well i know for a fact okay you know that uh, i'm not being said this first of all she's been a black female been black and a female you know you know you know in, they were called a man's world okay being a police chief there you know and and that and the action that she took okay was very transparent yes that she was you know letting people know what was going on and most times, you know, reason uh, the videos is something that uh, she's something that, that people just you know take years and years, okay, for the videos we released. Oh, she released that over the objections of the police union. I mean, she is doing, I think, a great job. But I'm just telling you, if when you talk to people off the record, that's what they say. Mm -hmm that they think that she is going to eventually lose her job. That somebody is going to take, somebody's going to have to take a fall on this. And that's yeah, the, the, the thinking is that it's going to be her. Uh, so. Well, uh, well, that's like in baseball, okay? If the baseball team is doing bad, okay? Uh, the players make too much money, okay? But they're not going to Yeah. No. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, like Melinda, I've got like in basketball. Okay, so the players make too much money, and, and the coaches, uh, guess what? Uh, you know, uh, they they don't go. That's right. That's right. 
Now I'm hoping that she can survive because I, 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 everybody that knows her thinks she's doing a great job. But it's also acknowledged that you cannot have a situation where police officers beat and kill innocent people and nobody pays any penalty for it. That's that's the bottom line on the situation. Wow. That, that, that is actually, actually uh, fascinating. But by the way, you know, okay, this is not being talked about in the news. Not nationally now, and that was for a minute. For a minute, for the first yeah. couple of weeks, it was um all over the place. But now okay. they're waiting for the court proceedings and stuff, and it's not in the news now. But it is. It is around here. I'm telling you, it, it's it remains a hot topic in Nashville and Memphis. But no, nationally, it's not a hot topic at the moment. Okay. Okay. So, uh, right now, the police union is a very powerful organization. No. No. In the, in, in the city of Memphis, I know that's the same way here in St. Louis. This union, okay, is one of the most powerful you know, local unions, you know, organization in our city, as well as in our in politics right now. Yeah, this is true. And in many instances, this is why you don't have the kind of reform that you need in terms of the criminal justice system because police unions fight. Uh, and while we're talking about police stuff, all right, the, one of the things that the legislature is trying to do is they're trying to get rid of the police oversight board that was created here in Nashville a couple of years ago. That's one of the things that, they, that they're trying to uh, end. That's a move that's been inspired by lobbying from the police union here in Nashville and the police union in Memphis to get rid of citizens' oversight boards because, because they police police don't want that. They don't want police oversight. They don't want community oversight boards. Well, well Ron, let me tell you, okay, here in St. Louis, okay, uh, we've been trying to get a police oversight board for, for years. And, and, and just uh, to bring you up to date on that, uh, the, uh, they put one in place, okay, they did it on paper, I should say. They said we did, we have one, but it did not uh, have any power, okay, do anything. And, and as a matter of fact, it was not reaching any information to them, and they needed to go, you know, you know to investigate a case. Because, because the, 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 the goal of oversight the board is to go in there and investigate So, and so, and so, what the chief did survive on that case, all right, 
But uh, but so right now, yes, but now right now, okay, we started this conversation with you. We were saying that uh, this is Justin. Which Justin is this now? That 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 that, uh, that have the route. That was Justin Jones. That's the one from Nashville. Yeah, he had a rally. Yeah, yeah, he had the rally yesterday at Fisk with uh, special guest Bernie Sanders. And back, uh, back to Fisk Gymnasium. Lots of people were there. Yeah, yeah. Well, people not aware, Fisk University is one of the uh, one of the several HBCUs, okay, that's located in that in that Nashville area down there. So, you, you, how many colleges do you have down in the natural area? HBCU. Well, let's see. We got, uh, in terms of HBCUs, we got Fisk, Tennessee State, Meharry Medical College, and American Baptist uh, University. Wow. You probably have more HBCUs in the state of the country, am I right? I think we do. I think that's true now. I don't want to say that definitively without looking it up, but I think that's true. Yeah, okay, because, uh, and so right now, so, uh, Brenda Sandler was down there, and, uh, and I noted that, uh, that, uh, that, that this, that, the teacher, that, that, Ladies and gentlemen, please stand by while we get Mr. Folks and everybody else on the line.
Gotcha. Welcome back to welcome back to Love with really like Zoom and Chain Commerce on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Uh as we usually in, in this world of technology, it's not that thing can happen. On a Saturday, but right now our guest today we have uh uh Reverend Lyle Lyle's here, uh Scott Owens is also our guest this week today. Ron Wynn uh, out of Nashville. Uh, he's uh, wearing many hats in the community. Uh, and we were talking about some about the, uh, we were talking about, you know, we were discussing this what's going on in Tennessee as a whole. And we were talking about now about, about the election process uh, where Justin's, there were uh, you know, two Justin's. And which Justin we're talking about here again now to this one. Yeah, Justin Jones is in uh, Nashville, and Justin Pearson is in Memphis. Yeah. Okay, the rally last night was for Justin Jones. Yeah. Okay, and uh, and I, I guess you know, uh, in that in official university, uh, that that should be about a we said was a field a packed house. Yeah, at Fish Gymnasium. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That, that's that's. Uh, that's saying a lot, okay. So right now, uh, we talked to Ron about this election now taking place now. The governor called a special session now to deal with, with gun reform. Now, how will this affect what's going on with with two or three elections, special elections, but for Justin Jones and, and the uh, and what's the other justice last name? Pearson. Justin Pearson in Memphis. Justin Pearson. Yeah, it's not going to have any impact because both of them are going to, uh, I mean, they've already been uh, temporarily reinstated and they're going to win their elections pretty, pretty easily. Okay. But what this special session is going to, well, I guess the biggest thing that, that is going to be watched in the special session is whether or not the Republicans actually move on Governor Lee's bill. Because he put that bill out in the general session, and they just let it sit there, and it went nowhere. And so Lee was so upset that he—that's why he called this special session, because he wants to see something done on the issue. Okay. Around this, so let's kind of delve off of this a little bit, okay? So this student in Nashville that killed several educators in there, and one of those people that he was uh, close to the governor's family, and so and so, what well, here's a situation where uh, this mass shooting is okay. Have had an effect, personal effect, on someone now, and that's and that's kind of motivating him to do something about it. Am I right? You're 100% correct. He is almost done a complete about face now he doesn't want to acknowledge that but that's essentially what he's done because he was 100 percent opposed to any type of uh red flag legislation on guns on, on gun purchases now he has proposed a bill in which the red flags include past uh, mental health disorders past domestic violence uh, violations and uh, and and he's running heading the opposition from Tennessee Firearm Association, who have been heavy contributors to his campaign in the past. So that's that's kind of an interesting uh, backdrop to this too. 
when you know, Riley, I, if I recall, okay, when they had a press conference after the shooting there, okay, it was a very strange, strange, strange press conference. Uh, none of the elected officials, okay, won't say anything about guns. And they all, like, they had the same script, okay? They said at least they, they probably could and pass out to somebody else. You know, and no one, you know, it was like really, uh, it was scripted by, 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 by the NRA, I should say. Well, what the Republicans, both here and nationally, their big thing is always mental health, okay? They think that you ought to talk more about mental health than purchasing guns, okay? So Lee thought that he had their backing because he was going to put a mental health proviso in this legislation. But the Tennessee Firearm Association is opposed to that even, okay? They don't want anything in there. Well, they say that if you put a mental health in the bill, then then people with uh, people who are suffering from depression, for example, that prohibits their ability to get guns. But I mean, this woman who shot up the school, supposedly depression was something she suffered from, you know, but that didn't stop her from getting a purchasing an assault weapon and killing seven people. Yeah, she (laughs) she yeah, but that's what that's what the Tennessee Firearms Association, that's why they're opposed to any type of mental health uh, provision being put in any type of uh, gun control legislation. See, this, this, this kind of goes against the, the grain, because uh, most times when they have these mass shootings, the first thing that comes out, okay, they are saying that uh, it's not the gun, okay, it's, it, it has to have mental health. I know in some places, the states have, have cut the budget for mental health. I know in Missouri, okay, uh, the mental health budget, okay, it's been cut in Missouri, okay. You know what I'm saying? So in some cases, you know, you cannot get access to mental health like this and go get it, but you can't get it. And so right. I guess here, right. here, here, okay, and, uh, and uh, where you are now, they're saying the same thing that, you know, we, we want it and we need it, but we're not going to give it to you. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that, I think really that's kind of, you know, going against the grain, really, if you say it that way, because, uh, you know, if you're trying to get it, okay, and, uh, and, and in this case, like in most cases, mental health has been the thing that's been, been the problem. Well, and the other thing, that I guess is is at question is the Tennessee Firearms Association also is opposed to any type of ban on the purchase of assault weapons, and even people, even hunters, even even big time gun type people are now saying they they there's no reason for anybody to be able to purchase an assault weapon. Nobody needs an assault weapon. You don't need an assault weapon to go hunting, okay? You don't need an assault weapon for protection in your home. So he wanted to put a ban on assault weapons in his bill, but then that's opposed by the Tennessee Firearms Association also. Well, help me understand this on your It doesn't make sense, you know, uh, if you're saying that mental health is the issue, and 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 now you're gonna put mental health 
money, I should say. And that's what it always comes down to, okay? It's the money that you need in one of these cases. You know, for these for these things to take place. So so right now, having said that, where do you see this, this actually going now? Well, to, to be really, I mean, I, and I don't like being cynical, okay? But... Well, here, 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 for them to back a bill that that association doesn't support is highly unlikely. No, I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's very improbable. Okay, okay well, let, let me ask you a question also, okay? Why are we talking about what's going on here in the legislature, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, the capital there? How is this grizzly basketball player how is he having any impact, okay, from him doing you know, with the gun that he has, carrying the guns? Well, it's, see, this is an interesting situation, okay. He's actually getting more support outside of the NBA than inside the NBA because a lot of people in the state are saying, hey, Tennessee is a permitless carry state. He has not violated any law by posing for videos carrying a gun because he has a right to own a gun according to the state law but the nba is a private organization that can mandate the conduct of its members and the nba does not want the image presented that even though there's but the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the National Hockey League, none of those organizations want to present the image of their players as brandishing weapons in videos. So that's okay. that's where you have, that's, that's the problem, is that you've got a league thinking one thing, and then you've got people in the public thinking another. In the state, not just the public, okay, and I think right now, the, the NRA right now, it's probably back of him, all right? That's correct, yes, yes. Yeah, in fact, they may actually, and of course, I don't know, because until uh, Adam Silver makes his room, who knows? I mean, he may just do what people thought he was going to do at first, which is the first time they thought he was going to do a 25-game suspension, and he only did eight. So he may come back this time with a 25-game suspension. But the problem is that many national people, influential commentators, are pushing, urging him to uh, come down really hard. In fact, yesterday on uh, Pardon the Interruption, Michael Wilbon, who's a very well-known uh, national commentator, Hall of Fame uh, basketball writer and black journalist, Said that Silver shouldn't do anything less than half than half a suspension, that, you know, than half a season. He said anything less than half a season is not going to have any impact. 
And he's not alone in that opinion. I mean, a lot of the national commentators think that that's what Silver should do. Okay, okay. Right, right now, Ron, we've just been joined by uh, our CEO of the NASDAQ operation, uh, Mr. Chuck DeBoer. Okay, Chuck, welcome to the program today. How are you doing, sir? Thank you, and uh, certainly what a hot entry into this conversation. Uh, <laughs> praise God. Uh, so, dare I, dare I drop down in the middle of this and put the, the, the and, and let me make sure our, our uh, uh, Ira, oh, 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 introduce me to our guest. I'm sorry, Ron Lynn, okay, was with us when we were dealing with, with the issue in, in Tennessee. Uh, we had, the, you know, the justice being, being, being expelled from the, I won't say expelled, you know, uh, uh, you know, the kicked out the Senate under my house of and then he went to the White House, and so he, he, you know, and Ryan, I go back beyond this, but he's also a writer for the Lawyers and Black newspaper in the state of Tennessee. And so Ron is our guest again, and so we discussed the things that you not talked about that's going on around the country, you know, uh, you know, that's, you know, uh, that's been, that affect black folks in general. And one has been that it's, uh, you know, it's a preparation of does, you know, in, you know, in our communities, you know, in mass killings and stuff. And so here in Tennessee, you know about the gentleman that's the uh, basketball, I saw a basketball player for the Grizzlies, uh, has, uh, for the second time, spayed a gun, you know, in a video with him and his friends, okay? First time he got an eight-game suspension. And so now, uh, uh, he, uh, it's pending right now with several the commission of basketball, uh, is waiting and he does not want to do anything during the, during the playoffs. And so Ron, did I get that right? That's correct. He's going to make a ruling after the finals are over. I, 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 I understand it and I get it. And, and, uh, there's almost like three dimensions of perspective. Well, well, okay, we finish this up. Now in Tennessee, okay, it's not against the law what he did, okay? We, we, we're aware of that, but here, let's get to the facts. Okay, the, facts are he, the facts are he signed a morality clause. Mm-hmm. As part of his contract, there's a morality clause. And uh, just as uh, Ron was articulating that there's a difference between what's legal and what is the business arrangement based on services you've been contracted for. Mm-hmm. And that's where the morality clause comes in. And if you really look at it, in the real world, we're really looking at a monetary issue. Uh, and then from like your house, my house, his house, what is the impact of it? You know, we're not really having to address whether he's going to be in a criminal issue as much mm-hmm. as what what is the real cost and the right i mean he, he's lost i think what a gatorade and a, and a shoe contract i think he they were dropped oh, yeah power and nike yes yeah yeah he was dropped on those two uh right out of the box so i think there might have been like 40 million right there that was out he's looking at a one of the one of the highest contracts in the league right now, as well as is, is justfully earning it uh, and being that. So, 
from the leverage in his favor is going to be the utility. You know how they say if you can't be used, what you sorry. Well, they're using because he's one of the top players. So um, the the you know the Jesse Jackson talk about the slave on the plantation and and mm-hmm. you know how you're being used and whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're all slapping, but he's, his leverage is too strong uh, to be eradicated. As well as mm-hmm. you start to get into the moral conversation about a young man and uh, the, the product of the environment and so forth and so on. But the challenge, I think, that uh, Mike Wilbon is trying to say is that that it, it's negative reinforcement. It's tough love. And the fact that he he's a, he's a repeat offender. And uh, Silver is really saying that so disappointed in the uh, lack or the the that you didn't learn your lesson. You know, you you we, we you said these things and you were contrite and you made these statements and these things went on. But it's kind of remember when the NBA went to the point where you couldn't uh, you, you had a dress code coming to right. the dress code at the bench. Mm-hmm. This, these are all images and things going around. Then, um, you know, from the business perspective, I'm hearing that the numbers are way down, the viewership, and there's a devaluation issue going on. And part of it is contrast that you had this thug image kind of thing going on to the, the audience that they, really any audience, but there's advertisers. There's remember the whole thing about China and how they mm-hmm. did not react to China and the human element of uh, <laughs> child labor and all these other, other other variables came into play. This mm-hmm. this is a very very serious matter because what he was doing in the video is is beyond whether he broke a law or not. It's an image that uh, he has a. I mean, he's really, it's a contracted thing. It's not just, you know, how uh, Charles Barkley used to talk about, uh, I'm not a role model. Don't try and make me a role model. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you can argue that except for the, the morality clause issue. And uh, I, I think he's going to end up being okay uh, enough in that, yeah, he might get suspended for half a season. And if that's enough to allow him to continue and go rebuild and make his money, back or rebuild his brand and uh, value in the league, then yeah. But um, I heard Stephen A. Smith come with one that was even more serious than, than that in the sense that his premise was that for his own good, he needs mm-hmm. to be pulled in because he's in the wrong circles. He's got the wrong people around yes. him. The next time, maybe the gun goes off or maybe some real true blood gangsters are going to say, no, man, you 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 perpetrate, you fake it, you pretend it. You don't belong up here. You need yeah. to take your, take yourself back to the suburbs or your hundred million dollar home or what whatever the case. That lifestyle you live, this is real. This is the streets. Don't come and play and pretend like you're one of us. You know, yeah. there's there's a cultural thing. There's all these different dynamics. Uh, personally, myself, I think he's getting so much tough love, so much negative reinforcement, and even those that really, you know, you go back to it, and then you look at the imagery, the imagery of his of his dad, of his mom. Each time, except for that video in the car, there were two or three other incidents where his mother had called him to her rescue 
because she was having a conflict with a, a sales clerk or something in a shoe store, in a uh, 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 whatever they call a place where they sell the gym shoes. And, uh, you know, and so maybe everybody involved got to kind of take a minute, take a time out and sit here and say, you know, how are we handling these things? How are we doing it? I mean, and he's not the first. I mean, every, every guy that has this come through and gone from almost poverty to instant wealth as they get drafted and sign their contract or all the other little things that come along the way. Now, you know, you can start doing endorsements as an amateur and money starts to flow. So it'll ease that, 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 uh, contrast of the shockwave. So, um, it is sad. However, we have to take responsibility within our own, we talk about this all the time, within our, not only our own household, but, you know, back to the village that produces the children or, or the products that, we, that come out of it and how we can all help. And even when you have these guys that make this money, it's like, so what is the utility to society? We're happy to see uh, someone come and have success in quote unquote, the American way, the American dream. But what do we lose? You know, and, and in contrast to that, the finals are really like, we're back to the great white hope. I mean, we got a number one guy out here now that <laughs> it ain't, he ain't black. And they got he's, not even he's not even American as far as that goes, but yeah. 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 And, yeah. We're really into it. So, I, I'm not sure what we can say or do here other than double down on how important it is and take yourself serious that maybe he doesn't realize how valuable he is. Because mm -hmm. if he can get that contract, why can't he go on and be a billionaire? You know, I was just reading and hearing something about Shaquille O'Neal having uh, either ownership or some majority or some play like in companies like Brooks Brothers, Forever 21. Uh, some of these brands that we don't even know, or he's not necessarily putting his image uh, right up under. He's leaving it be, but he's like, it's really like a black man is making money off of all them folks doing these various activities, you know, buying these products. So um, I, I'm torn by it myself, but as a, a business advocate and ownership, that's, that's kind of like the perspective we default into. And you've got to take those contracts serious because that, you know, it's a gotcha moment. You know, you can't just run out here. Michael Jordan had to go and have a contract, a clause written in. I think it's called from the love of the game because he wanted to be able to go out and play pickup games. If he's driving down the street and sees some people on a park and he want to go play with them, he wanted to be able to do it. But the contracts have been restrictive against uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Inju injury, uh, uh, opening yourself up to injury. So uh, it's a tough, if it's a tough situation, however, we've got to insulate around it that if you want to exercise those rights, if you want to say, yeah, I have the right to do that, then they have the right to go back and say, well, we're not going to pay you the same because you, we, you, your utility is less. We can't use you for imagery. Right. As a matter of fact, we think the game is stronger than you to the degree that we, the game don't live without you. You know, mm -hmm. you can go sit out. I mean, they kind of did that to Kyrie Irving on the vaccine issue. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, you don't want to play by these rules. Okay, you don't have to play. But in the right. end, in the long run, he sacrificed. I mean, put Muhammad Ali in there. 
you know, Muhammad Ali had to go to jail. I, 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 what was it, six years yeah. or however many years yeah, he yeah, lost yeah, yeah. of his prime time yeah. of his career, but he stood by his guns. But there is a cost. There is a, a price to pay. So anyway, I, I, I don't really want to try to tell anybody what to do or how to do it. But if I was around it, he's going to be a lot happier 20 years from now, a lot more pleased <laughs> with his decisions if he can confine himself to the business element of it for right now and saying, waving that gun, being in that video, popping around, being the imagery he's concerned with to his peers right now is going to be a lot less uh, uh, important to him down the road than it is that he's established legacy in his family, in his businesses, that the opportunities that he, he has now that he may not have if he uh, doesn't change course. But Richard, I want to, uh, first of all, I want to thank you over here for navigating, uh, and I think you navigated uh, around what you agree, okay, to that, that clause in his contract that, that he has to go by. And you know and that it all players have to sign that you have to go by that that that, that they all uh, have to make sure the brand is protected at the end of, at the end of the day. I mean, and that's no matter who you are, uh, you know. And I think that's the thing that's going. Uh, and, and I think you know, I think he, he's going to get more myself. I think he's, he's going to get more than than the uh, than the uh, okay. I think he's going to get more than 40 games, I think, okay, in the suspension. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So anyway, so that's not my thoughts, okay. But anyway, Ryan, I was just a little bit there. I think 40 games, what you said, I think, I think he's going to get more than 40 Well, that's, that's what many observers think. Now, there is a possibility that Silver will not do that, all right? But he's under enormous pressure, okay, because mm-hmm. he... he uh, his predecessor, David Stern, was an owner's commissioner. I mean, that that was his reputation. You can, you can, you can. Silver has had the reputation up to now of being a player's commissioner. And some people feel that's to his detriment. Now, there was a mention about the broadcasting and the ratings. Right, the NBA is trying to, wants to, wants to start a its own streaming league. All right. Mm-hmm. Also, their their TV rights are up after this season, and they want they're looking for a big increase, and they're talking to everybody from uh, YouTube to whatever. Yeah, so, all of that has to get factored into this as well. But the pressure, the majority pressure, is on Silver to make a harsh ruling. For the symbol, if, if for nothing else, for the optics, for it to look like he's coming down really hard on uh, Morant, there is a minority view of people who say, "Well, look, this is a, this is still a young man. Okay, he's, he's had trouble in his past. Why don't we take a more compassionate approach? Yes, he deserves some punishment, but he should not get a forty to sixty game suspension." So those are the two, uh, I guess, approaches that Silver is weighing in, 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 in how he's going to handle this. Well, right now, Ron, I think that you're right on that. And Chuck, if you're right, but right now, uh, I'm going to take a bit. Chuck, you I know we, we kind of time got away from us here. If we navigated this, but as the CEO of the NFL, 
relationship 
those funds will immediately be translated into impact on the, on the community, which then puts our businesses in position to be contractors and do some of the work uh, that is needed in those communities. Uh, but these are just a few of the small things that we're, we're going to focus on. One of the big things we'll have at our conference is a real buyer-supplier matchmaking opportunity with Fortune 500 companies. Uh, and so far, we've got about five major corporations that are uh, very supportive of it. And even then, they, they themselves are saying and admitting they don't have enough businesses that they can do business with and say that they know for a fact that they're a black business or any kind of business. Folks, you know, we have three minutes to go. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so, 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 so Chuck, one of the things, okay, I think that's why we have much of commerce is that uh, we have opportunities, okay, for black business, businesses, not black workers. I think that you know, transition in our community, okay, from being seen as the black worker to being the, uh, the owner of the of a business, you know, and, and transition to being a business owner, okay, is going to be the business employee. So that's why you make that's how you make your money, how you make your wealth. That's up to your family, and that's a, that's a model that we are gradually working to accomplish in our area right now with our members, okay, and. You gotta be a company. This is how you have to go about getting it done. For you to be actually a real black business, you know, that's actually you know a black business, you know, and not from somebody else. Being, being a real black business. So right here, I'm gonna put that right. Absolutely, absolutely right. And you know, and that's one of the things that uh, you and I talk about in how we want to how we want to start and bring it out and incubate something right there out of, uh, out of Missouri, out of St. Louis, but out of the Missouri Black Chamber to where, uh, you know, some of the initiatives and things, ideas you have. If we can make it work there, we can probably make it work in other places too. You're right, so, yeah. You're right, yeah. Yeah, we just want to encourage uh, dialogue, encourage participation, and encourage uh, opportunities like we're having here this afternoon to be able to talk about some issues and things confronting us. The uh, whole thing in Tennessee, though, we, we've got to really focus on that. It's, it's gotten away being not on the radar, not on the headlines. Uh, but after what we saw, what went on with the state legislature, legislature there is uh, pretty stark, pretty bold that if if you know, it's, it, we're all out here in these free-range chicken concepts where do what you want to do, be who you want to be, act any way you want to act. It's freedom you can do. You don't have to go to school. You can be a, a you're a man. You can be a woman. And, and even to the degree, if you're a man and you want to be a woman and become a boxer against women, you can go right there and collect your check. You know, it, it's we've gotten to that kind of free-range society to where now there there's another group just saying. Yeah, but we need those that are educated, but we need those that are trained, and we need somebody that's just really good at what they do and understand it. See, society, that's where I'm saying the, the, the transition is they let you have a lot of freedom, and then all of a sudden you wake up and everybody moved on down the road, but you're trying to figure out where'd they go. How do I get there? Well, right, what do I do? Well, right, well, right now, Chuck, we're about to go. As usual, okay, but uh, again, uh, you know, this is a 